0: If you think of maybe 10 billion Wi-Fi devices that have been supported by 2.4 and 5 gigahertz in the last 20 years, over the next decade, we can easily double that with the 6 gigahertz band, and in doing so, bring on a whole new class of device types.
1: Hey, this is Martha DeGrasse here again for the Wi-Fi Alliance, and this is The Signal, our podcast where we bring you the inside track on Wi-Fi. We want to deliver a new perspective on the growing portfolio of Wi-Fi technologies that we see changing the connectivity landscape. These are meant to be smart conversations with industry leaders, and today we are very happy to welcome Bart Giordano. He is president of the networking, intelligence, cellular, and security segment at Comscope. And within that, he is GM and SVP of one of the units within that group, which is Ruckus Networks, which is where we're going to focus today. Bart, thank you very much for being here on The Signal.
0: Thanks so much for having me, Martha.
1: Yeah, this is gonna be a really good conversation. Let's start with an update with what's going on with Comscope and Ruckus. I think there have been a few changes lately that you can update us on.
0: Yeah, sure. So you would recognize Comscope as a connectivity powerhouse in the industry. Really everything you need to do to make really great connectivity experiences from passive equipment, copper and fiber cables, all the way out through Wi-Fi and cellular solutions to connect users around the world. Historically Over the last several years, Comscope's been operated as five distinct segments, as you just mentioned. I have the pleasure of leading one of those. But as part of our our Comscope Next, which is a transformational initiative that we've been following the last several years, we're focused on several areas of growth for our business, also optimization and portfolio optimization as well. And so you would have recently seen the announcement that our home network segment, which was another segment within Comscope, is being acquired by Vantiva. And uh, we made that announcement a few weeks ago, again, part of the ComScope Next Portfolio Optimization Initiative.
1: Excellent. And how does that impact Ruckus or does it impact Ruckus? So we're
0: very close to the Home Networks team in terms of our respective connectivity and in particular Wi-Fi portfolios. We do a lot of work together in terms of industry standards consortiums and sharing ideas about technology, but there's no real business entanglements. Uh, Ruckus is operated as an independent business within Comscope, whereas the Home Networks division is largely focused on retail and home CPE equipment to service providers. And so we do share some customers. Ruckus is an enterprise networking business predominantly, so very distinct within Comscope.
1: Okay, good to know. Thank you for clearing that up. All right. Now let's jump into your latest wireless access point, the R770. I believe that's a Wi-Fi 7 access point, right?
0: You bet. Yeah. This is a a project we've been working on for quite some time and pretty exciting to be among the first to introduce this new technology into the market from an enterprise perspective. We made some very significant investments in Wi-Fi 7. We're very committed to the 6 gigahertz spectrum, but we always viewed Wi-Fi 6E as a stepping stone on the path to six gigahertz. And so while we made some modest investments in Wi-Fi 6E and have a couple of really great products out there, we put a lot of effort and energy into our Wi-Fi 7 portfolio. And the R770 is the first
1: instantiation of that. That's excellent. And I think that it also is IoT enabled. Can you give us a little bit of information about that?
0: Yeah, since our Wi-Fi 6 portfolio, and even in Wi-Fi 5 prior to that, We have built the Ruckus IoT suite, recognizing that networks around operational technology and traditional IT technology in the enterprise are converging. And so it's very common today for enterprise access points to incorporate low-power radios like BLE and Zigbee. And of course, now the market is evolving towards thread and matter to try to standardize on connectivity for IoT solutions. And so... The R770 incorporates those radios and is going to be matter capable as that standardizes and it really enables us to solve new classes of problems in the enterprise, obviously providing really great connectivity experience to users and their devices, but now connecting things in the environment and leveraging all of that integration to provide a common IP infrastructure for both operational technology and IT technology that enables things like Connected entry, staff safety and security, sustainability for a building, etc.
1: That's super interesting because in the past on this podcast, usually when we talk about matter, it's in the consumer or the smart home space. So this is great to learn about some of the matter applications in the enterprise space. And yeah, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot more of that because we hear so much, especially about the smart cameras in the enterprise space right now, right? You bet.
0: A lot of smart devices and and technologies coming into the enterprise. And I think part of the friction was the fragmentation you alluded to. And and matter really is intended to resolve that. Part of the hesitation to deploy IoT in the enterprise is, what technology do I select for access for these these sensors? And once you decide that, traditionally you had to build a parallel network network which is more equipment, more hubs, more cables, more switch ports. So the cost and complexity was really hard to overcome. And with Ruckus Connectivity Solutions now, you can converge everything onto a common infrastructure and manage them through common unified interfaces with policy and and security aligned across each of those.
1: So do you have any idea of which industries may be some of the earliest adopters? Like where are you seeing the most traction so far as you talk to potential customers about the R770? Yeah,
0: so early adoption for bleeding-edge technology in our business tends to be in places like education. Particularly in the U.S., primary education has a funding mechanism called E-Rate, which can offset the cost of deploying connectivity into classrooms around the country and it operates on a five-year cycle and so we're right in the middle of a five-year cycle in fact we're in year three this year and so if you're making a technology investment that you're going to be leveraging for for five years you want to be on the the bleeding edge providing the best connectivity experience as classrooms go through digital transformation and are adopting voice and video and, and other technologies for streaming that are really dependent on quality connections for Many many devices and, and users coming on the network, and the R770 is a great fit.
1: That is super interesting. I was thinking you were going to say like smart factories or warehouses. So that was that was a surprise. That's yeah, great no, we we, it's, it's we do
0: see this. tremendous opportunity in manufacturing, warehousing, logistics, particularly as you think about the convergence we talked about. As as factories are automating and we're introducing greater capacity, more reliable latency which a lot of connected devices in the in the factory are are dependent on particularly as you think about solving issues around coverage and and mobility we think that Wi-Fi 7 is going to be a great technology to help with industrial IoT and the digital transformation happening in factories around the globe.
1: Yeah, and I think you've got a super fast ethernet backhaul on this as well to help with that latency, right?
0: Yeah, 10 gig backhaul in fact, you know, this is a very unique time in the enterprise networking industry. Traditionally You know, you think of Wi-Fi refresh cycles around three to five years, but campus LAN traditionally more of a seven to 10 year refresh cycle. And this is one of the first times that a Wi-Fi technology refresh actually precipitates a refresh on on the wireless LAN to multi-gig to support the higher bandwidth, uh, the higher speeds, the greater capacity that the networking elements at the edge, the access points Are going to be able to support so we've actually aligned our entire portfolio to be ready for this in addition to the wi-fi 7 access points we recently introduced a new multi-gig icx 8200 switching platform so we fully expect to be deploying these as a solution under unified management into the networks that we serve
1: that's fantastic now, being able to take advantage of the six gigahertz spectrum, I'm thinking that the Wi-Fi seven access points give enterprises access to some new use cases, right? Maybe like Absolutely. some AR, VR, something like that.
0: So as I mentioned before, we've been very bullish on six gigahertz. I mean, 1,200 megahertz is a massive amount of, of new spectrum. And you know, those of us in the industry recognize today that 2.4 gigahertz, very polluted environment, very difficult to support and sustain enterprise-class use cases and, and new requirements we see around capacity. Similarly, we're beginning to exhaust the 5 gigahertz band. And so adding this amount of new spectrum coupled with the ability to operate much wider channels in this cleaner spectrum, we do believe is going to open up opportunities for a lot of new use cases and a lot of new devices. If you think of maybe 10 billion Wi-Fi devices that have been supported by 2.4 and 5 gigahertz in the last 20 years. Over the next decade, we can easily double that with the 6 gigahertz band. And in doing so, bring on a whole new class of of device types. You mentioned augmented virtual reality. Certainly, we think that is going to be a benefit in in many of the industries we serve. And so we're very excited about the opportunity to, to begin bringing 6 gigahertz to life as that ecosystem develops.
1: That's great. And you know it's interesting because a lot of enterprises are starting to talk about AI use cases, which may be in the future with some of this, but you're actually already using AI to automate the access points, right? Yeah, really to automate
0: anything that network operations team or attack organization manning a help desk need to do in a traditional enterprise environment. Obviously, there are many, many use cases that really beg for data science to be applied. Our journey in AI started earlier this decade. Like many companies, we started solving problems around incident detection and anomaly remediation, leveraging machine learning and, and statistical analysis to try to anticipate network issues before they turn into to help desk tickets. In doing so, we're able to automate the triage of those problems. So. If an IT organization has a large network, they may have dozens or hundreds of, of issues coming into them. And just the workflows that you have to go through to understand, what should I work on first? What are the most important issues to my users? We can automate all of that with data science. And through a recommendation engine, you know, similar to a recommendation engine, you might be accustomed to when shopping online, we can actually recommend based on those detected anomalies, what are the most common sources of these and help you get to the root cause much quicker. I think one of the the challenges any of us in the Wi-Fi industry recognize is that every network issue presents itself to users in in the same way. They call up and they say, the Wi-Fi is broken. And there's a very painstaking process that IT organizations go through to understand what the real issue is. Nine times out of 10, the wifi is fine, but maybe you've exhausted your DHCP address pool or your network is down or the user forgot their password. And we can get to the heart of that very quickly using AI and, and data science.
1: Well, I'm sure that the help desks really appreciate that. And some of the, the help desks themselves are probably automated as well, right?
0: Yeah, and I think AI is a big part of that. And as you look ahead now, to six gigahertz, there's a lot more complexity around network planning and deployment. If you think about 59 new non-overlapping channels, five different channel bandwidths to select from, deciding what power output to configure on each AP to avoid co-channel interference and maximize the efficiency of that network and airtime utilization. It's really beyond the, the comprehension of a human to sit down and and arbitrate that matrix. And again, taking advantage of of data science and applying AI primitives to radio resource management now, we can almost perfectly optimize the operation of that network. So customers that are investing in Ruckus can maximize the value of that investment in really high quality enterprise access points by deploying them in the most efficient way.
1: That's great. All right. Is there anything else that you want to be sure that we learned today about Wi-Fi 7 or about the R770?
0: So I think Wi-Fi 7 is a a watershed moment for the industry. It's not just new spectrum, but primitives in the Wi-Fi 7 protocol that we believe are going to really enable a whole new suite of use cases that require consistent, reliable latency. And you had called out use cases in factories. We had talked about use cases in classrooms, but there's industries around the world that will really benefit from a new class of Wi-Fi devices that can operate very consistently, even in unlicensed spectrum when it comes to latency, capacity, and reliability. You know, I've heard others talk about Wi-Fi 7 as if it's not relevant to the enterprise. And in the enterprise environments that, that we see today, more users, more devices, fewer, if any, wired connections. Many IT organizations taking a wireless first or wireless only approach. And we think there's just massive advantages to Wi-Fi 7 when it comes to enabling really rich quality user experiences, regardless of capacity, regardless of the nature of the RF environment. And when you layer artificial intelligence and Ruckus AI over the top, it really can take it to the next level.
1: Absolutely. All right, Bart Giordano, Comscope and Ruckus Networks. Thank you so much for being here on The Signal.
0: Martha, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it was a great conversation. Hope you can come back again. Will do. And that is our show. Don't forget to follow The Signal on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and Amazon Music, as well as at the Wi-Fi Alliance. That's y-fi.org. I'm Martha DeGrasse here for Wi-Fi Alliance. Thank you so much for listening, and please join us again on The Signal.